This is the Not Bitter, Just Better podcast. The Everton Our Way. Straight, Straight from, from the street, street end. Howdy Blues, welcome to another edition of the Not Bitter, Just Better Everton podcast. Episode 61, I think. Um, Mr. Johnny Seven here as always, following a rather drab performance uh, in Russia against Krasnodar. Uh, I'm hoping to catch up with Mark Mack a little bit later on, but for now I'm just going to go through a little, a little bit of the, uh, through the games. Uh, of course, the Krasnodar game, barely um, half an hour ago, and of course the Merseyside derby at Anfield from last Saturday. So, starting off, um, Krasnodar, the way we lined up, Howard, Hibbert, Baines, Stones and Jags, Gibson, Barry, Atu, McGeady and Osman and then Etu up front. So quite a few changes there. Uh, Morales, Distan and Coleman and McCarthy left behind. Uh, Maka seems to be carrying a knock. Distan's carrying the knock that's left him, out, uh, left him out for a few games. Coleman's still got that head injury that he suffered in the last European game in a dying minute against Wolfsburg. And Morales is uh, nursing a hamstring, hamstring injury by the looks of it, still waiting on a scan. Um, so, a few changes and um, a long flight and a pretty, pretty poor game all in all. I mean, for me, it was a strange one because I was, work, I was working until five o'clock, so I was watching it on my phone getting home from work and I, you know I, I just I, I can't get the time to to get off on, on these things and I'm gutted that I can't go to the away days um, but that's just the way it is so watching it on my phone on a train on a bus walking head down walking into lampposts and stuff as you do uh, but from what I could see not really the, the the best performance from from us in the first half, um, and for the goal in particular, they just open us up too easily. I mean, just a straight uh, ball down the middle. Both defenders went for it. Hibbert didn't get over quick enough, and a lovely finish from Ari um, beyond Tim Howard right before half time, and uh, it's just there was the last thing we needed really just before half time. We could have really. Uh, we could have really took took heart from going in uh, nil nil in a pretty you know it was, it was a hostile environment I suppose in that it's the furthest we we've ever been for a uh, for a game um, a competitive game so a difficult one and I suppose going in at nil nil even finishing at nil nil we would have had uh, we could have took a, a lot of a lot of uh, good positives from that um, second half saw a few changes. And it also saw an upturn in the way we started to play as well. I don't think uh, quite a few players didn't play particularly well. Um, I, I didn't think Etu really did much. Uh, and I thought McGeady uh, looked dangerous at times, but sometimes he he just like runs the ball out and gives the ball away too cheaply. And, you know, just a little bit disappointing. But... Again, as I say, he looks dangerous at other times. So, really, really tricky one there. Um, we did 
managed to get back in the game. Uh, we, we really like to start to put a little bit of pressure on, but I didn't think we looked likely to score at all. Um, but when we did get back into the game, uh, it was just a ball whipped in. And I think there was a little bit of a challenge in the middle, which the uh, def- defender ended up missing the ball. And Etu snuck in and finished nicely um, with just under 10 minutes left. So one all. And that's, you know, that's what you want from a, you know, a goal scorer. You know, not really doing a whole lot in the game, but then popping up with a goal. So one all. And we managed to see it out. You know, there were some hairy moments uh, before the goal and after the goal. goal. They they are a pretty good team. You know, they've got some good players, a lot of skill. And, um, you know, it, it was no pushover. You know, they, they, they are six years old as a club. You know, and we're, what, 136 years old as a club. So they beat Sociedad 3-0 in previous rounds. So, one all draw, that's what it finished. And we can take a lot of credit from it. You know, we go top of the group. Four points unbeaten in our Europa campaign, two games in, which is more than what can be said for our league campaign. So, you know, nice one. Um, Roberto, after the game, uses one of his usual superlatives to uh, describe... Uh, our performance in saying we had we showed incredible character, and uh, you know I I po- po- uh, probably agree. It's just a shame we can't show the incredible level of actual play that we showed last season, and we could blow over a lot of time, uh, roll over a lot of sides. Uh, but you know we, we'll take we'll take what we can get there. One or. The Travelling Blues had a little sing-song towards the end. You could really hear it coming through. And, uh, you know, making that journey just on the border of Ukraine. Just an absolute, you know, crazy, crazy, crazy journey. And, you know, well done to all the Blues that went. And did us proud. So, and, you know, it's nice to see us get something out of a European game for once. (laughs) Because it's not really happened, you know, away. Um, you know that that often as an Evertonian. Uh, after this game, Krasnodar will have a 16-day break between games. Everton will have a 60-hour break with a four and a half-hour uh, plane ride home tonight, and which will get in approximately 2 a.m. into John Lennon Airport, and then all the players will have to obviously get home. And then they'll have a, you know, probably a training session tomorrow, training session on Saturday, I'd imagine, and then uh, the early kickoff against Man U on Sunday. And I'm going to look ahead um, at that game in a little bit. But before that, I will be back in a sec, having a look back at our other game this week, which of course was the Merseyside derby last Saturday. So back in a sec. I'm Kevin Cheedy, and you're listening to the Not Bitter Just Better podcast. So let's go back to Saturday. Last Saturday, the early kickoff over at that horrible, horrible cesspool, Anfield. Um, me and Mark were there, sat right near the back. Uh, we got there quite early, but there was still a little bit, I mean, not as much trouble as there was last year getting in. 
but it, it wasn't the best. Um, still wasn't the best setup. But we have, we still had some, we had some Everton stewards there who were you know a lot nicer than the stewards last year. Let's say. Uh, so we got in, sat at the back. I managed to sit next to a buffoon who. Uh, I had my headphones in through uh, through their horrible, horrible intro song, their f- infamous funeral. What did Mark call that? Anyway, the drivel they had. I put my headphones in and put a bit of music on to drown that out. And then I took it out. And then minutes into the game, I realised I would have to put my headphones in as earplugs because this fella was the loudest fella on the planet. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> just kept him in all the game. Um the team again, strange, uh, strange setup. Uh, Hibbert kept his. Uh, Hibbert came in because um, Coleman still had that knock. Uh, we had Bessage come in for his first start. First start in the Premiership in the Merseyside derby. <laughs> Doesn't get any bigger than that. Uh, Jackson Stones in defence. Baines midfield. Uh, sorry, Baines left back midfield. Barry and McCarthy. Um, went with Lukaku out on the on the right, Morales on the left, and Naismith through the middle. So it was pretty much a four-three-three formation, which uh, I'll talk about in a, in a little bit. I don't think it worked too well, so I'll talk about that a little bit later on. The game itself, uh, I didn't think it was the best game. Uh, I think it's if it was on BT Sport, possibly, and you know, BT Sport's just rubbish, and I think they just jinx everything. So uh, I think they did it again. They probably had the best of the first half. Uh, we just we just didn't really create anything. Uh, they had a few uh, decent efforts. Um, we we were doing all we were doing all right, I suppose, but just not getting any kind of uh, cohesive play, getting no link up, uh, not going into the box at all. I think we had one player in the box that I can remember, and that was Bainsey coming in, uh, and before he, he tried to cut it back, rather I think think he could, he could have just blasted it, but you know, um, the second half again not really the best. We probably had more of the ball in the second half, but we didn't create many chances again. Again, and they probably created more. Uh, they took the lead. Uh, at first, I thought uh, it wasn't a foul. I thought, uh, sorry, I thought it was a foul. I thought Barry got caught. Uh, got caught by Balotelli. I still can't really tell. It looks like Balotelli's come round and nicked it, but you know we, we were all. Claiming it was a foul, like they were claiming every time a ball went to the box, it was handball, which was uh, funny. And every t- <laughs> every time anything happens, uh, all the Blues were shouting handball after that, uh, which was quite amusing. Um, but Balotelli picked the ball up, laid it in, uh, managed to pick the ball up again, and then Baines kind of made a challenge, which he kind of rode, uh, rode a little bit, but went over. Uh, I don't know. It was. It was it probably was a free kick, but it just looked like he made more of it than it was. But it still probably was a free kick, just outside the box. And um, they had a few free kicks from distance. And uh, Stevie Me, uh, unusual for him, uh, he decided to give uh, Balotelli a go on all, in the earlier efforts. But in this effort, he decided he wanted it himself. So stepped up, right foot. 
I thought there was only one place this ball was going, uh, but Tim Howard seemed to uh, disagree with me because he seemed to think it was going in the other corner and then couldn't make her over in time to um, to and you know got a full hand on it, but not enough to keep it out the net. I thought thought his positioning was bad, and I thought it, the logic behind it was bad. Uh, I thought, as I say, there was only one 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 way that ball was going. There was no way it was going to be whipped over into the other corner. And if it was, it would have been a worldie. It was, in fact, just a decent effort on goal. Howard flapped at it. He probably could have uh, just stood and stuck his hand out, but instead he flapped at it. And I haven't been critical of Tim Howard uh, that much this season, but I, I'm going to be critical over over that one because I think he, he, he messed it up, to be honest. There was a little bit that came out about uh, the wall uh, and the wall being measured at 13 yards, but of course you're going to get that at Anfield, aren't you? Because uh, they just have their own rules there, I suppose. Ref wasn't the best throughout the day, to be honest. Um, but you know we can't really blame him for that for that for that goal as such. Um, we oh I, I, just another another note from the first half was uh, probably our most dangerous player and our best outlet, uh, Kevin Morales. The ball came down the left, uh, our left, and he was running onto it, and he seemed to have uh, have the beating of the fullback, uh, but he pulled up, and it looked bad straight away. He was out on the touchline, Etu comes running over, and as soon as Etu come running over, he signalled for a substitution, so it must have been something pretty bad, and it was right in front of us. Uh, also in front of us, by the way, incidentally, was uh, the bomber Tony Bellew. Just a few, few, uh, few rows in front. So good to see the bomber on on the uh, the away days there. Uh, I think we saw him in possibly Bolton last year. Not Bolton. Not not Bolton last year. Um, a couple of seasons ago, I think it must have been. Uh, so he, he must get to the odd one or two uh, in between uh, knocking people out and battering people all over the show. Anyway, back to the game. Uh, Morales. Unfortunately, taken off, and I think that was our biggest threat. Really, um, gone, and I think a lot a lot of people would agree. McGeady come on on the left, which I thought was a strange one again. I think McGeady's going to be better on the right, uh, but you know that was a substitution made. Um, out on the other wing, Lukaku, and. You know, there's been a lot of opinion divided on this, on whether he should be playing out wide and his performance suffering because he's playing out wide. And I do agree with that. You know, Roberto's used him like that a few times, and it's worked a few times. It worked against Arsenal last season to great effect when we uh, we trounced them. Uh, it hasn't really worked as well since. Um, but regardless of that, you know, whether you're out of position or not, you can still do the bread and butter stuff, like pass a ball five yards and hold the ball up. And I don't think he did that too well on the day. You know, he 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 worked hard at spe- in, in spells, uh, but I don't think he did the, his bread and butter stuff. Uh, and he didn't really. He was he's, he was bullied off the ball a couple of times. Once by Marino, who's what five foot eight or something, and once by Sterling. And you know, Sterling Sterling's a pretty strong lad for his size, but you know, Lukaku versus Sterling, no, not having it. So he should. He just needs to use that big frame of his and and uh, you know 
bully players a little bit because that's what he should be doing. I'm sure that will come with experience because he hasn't got it at the moment as a 20-year-old. But as he gets older and more experienced in the Prem and gets used to being used in roles like this rather than just running onto balls and finishing, um, I'm sure it will come. Um, but I, it, on that day, I think he was pretty poor. Um, also poor was the over, just the overall link-up. Playing this 4-3-3 formation, we, we obviously four at the back. We still had uh, the, the full-backs pushing up, but we had what was really three uh, central def- uh, central defensive midfielders in Bessage, Barry and McCarthy. And they did manage to get forward a little bit, but there was no real um, playmaker as such in there. You know, Bessage was trying to pass the ball a little bit. and They all tried to pass the ball a little bit, but nobody who would really get the ball in an advanced midfield position and provide that link-up between a midfield and attack. As, you know, the three attacking players were pretty much attacking. They weren't like, you know, wide midfielders. They were wide forwards. So I think obviously someone like Barkley, uh, would would excel in that position once he's back. Uh, maybe even Pinar, um, uh, Osman in in past years would do that position well. But you know that's uh, I don't think I'm I'm just not sure this season. I think you know another season on. I'm not sure how well he's doing. To be honest, I, I don't I'm not I, I don't think he's doing great when he comes on. He's, his link up isn't that well isn't that great. Um, we. As I said, we, we didn't create much in the second half. Uh, we had one or two chances. They had one great chance, which um, was whipped into the box. And uh, Balotelli, six yards out. Uh, I, I thought he just spooned it. And, uh, you know, six yards out, he hit the crossbar and got over. It turned out it just happened to be a great save by Tim Howard, who managed to get just the slightest of touches on it to divert it over. So well done for t- in uh, in that instance, Tim, and um, possibly made up for his uh, his error in the free kick. Um, of course, what I can talk about now, ninety uh, second minute or whatever it was, uh, I didn't think we had any way back into the game, uh, but then I saw the ball drop into Phil Jagielka, and I thought he's going to bury this. Uh, of course, I did not think that, as did nobody else in the ground, because it was Phil Jagielka. But up steps um, Phil Jagielka, stroke Roberto Carlos with a right foot incarnate, uh, reincarnated. Not that Roberto Carlos is uh, dead or anything, but you know what I'm saying. And outside of the right boot, hits an, uh, an unstoppable. Contrary to what Gary Neville has been saying about Mignolet, an unstoppable right-footed half-volley outside of the boot, which flew into the top right-hand corner. And, you know, (laughs) just, we were all gobsmacked. I was lashed around by the fellow who was stood next to me, which uh, I didn't really appreciate, uh, because, you know, why would you? after deafening me all game. Um, but I appreciated the effort from uh, Jags. Really, really saved uh, saved our, our bacon a little bit there because uh, nobody wanted to go into work the next day or on Monday. After a performance like that and a defeat like that, 
But so nice one, Jags. He didn't really know how to celebrate. He just kind of ran over, touched the badge a little bit while uh, Lukaku was bouncing up and down, laughing in front of the cop. <laughs> so, which we uh, we questioned, did that rede- redeem his poor performance just by doing that? Um, some people said yes, some people said no. Um, but Jagielka didn't really know what to do. Just went to celebrate with the, the boss a little bit. And uh, then just got back on with it, <laughs> just as a you know, as Jags no nonsense kind of thing. Um, we could have nicked it as well. We had a free kick right, you know, right down there end uh, towards the touchline, and um, whipped in low, and Gareth Barry with just a, a little flick inside back heel. Uh, but just the wrong side of the post for us uh, in, what, the 93rd minute or whatever. But finished one all. Probably a fair result. Uh, scabby mouth Brendan Rodgers uh, came out that Liverpool didn't get what they deserved. I thought they were rubbish, to be honest. I mean, these probably had the, had the better of the attack and play. But, uh, you know, as, as, a, as an away side going there, we... You know, we got the draw, and we probably deserved the draw because we we were the away side, and we we did control a lot of the play. So, I th- I didn't think they had any kind of uh, incisive play at all without Suarez and uh, Sturridge. Uh, Sterling's meant to be their saviour this season. I didn't think he was that great. Balotelli is an absolute clown. He was just bouncing around all over the place, diving around, uh, trying to get into little scraps all over the show. Uh, just an absolute buffoon. Um, so I don't. He's he's not the answer for them. But uh, you know, nowhere near as good. Now we can obviously we said a few weeks ago we can call Suarez good again now because he uh, doesn't play for them anymore. Um, I, I I'd say Balotelli isn't fit to lace his boots. So so as far as our players go, uh, obviously great goal by Jags. So nice one from him. Uh, Besic looks solid in parts and you know good passing in parts uh, dispossessed too often though uh, and it's it, it's very dangerous to be dispossessed as, as we saw in that Chelsea game uh, a few weeks ago um, you know losing the ball in areas like central defensive midfield positions not great um, so he definitely showed signs though that he's going to come in and be a a really good player, a really good player. So, uh, you know that that's one, you know, half positive, I guess. There, another positive. I thought Hibo did well. So people writing him off. Uh, I, th- I think they wrote him off too soon. I thought he did well until he couldn't run anymore, and then um, Browning came on and did also equally as, as well, or even better as, than Hibbe. You know, he offered a little bit more going forward as well. And that was his debut. So again, what a what a way to make your debut in the derby, uh, and obviously he was made up about that. Um, one other um, positive was the performance of John Stones, and uh, you know just just a class act in that game. You know, he, he, reading the ball well, bringing the ball out, just you can see why he's going to be a, a, an absolute superstar. Uh, and you can see why he is many people's uh, favourite, uh, you know, probably first choice centre back at the moment. Uh, and they've probably got Stones and Jags, the majority of people, as our preferred centre back pairing, and possibly, probably rightly so. 
Uh, so John Stone's probably my man of the match in that game. So one all, two one alls we've talked about so far. Different games, but both not really great games and not really great performances. Uh, so again, no clean sheets for us there, but a nice bit of, bit of battling back, two late goals. So nice, good spirit shown. Uh, so I'll leave that there. Um, and then we'll have a look, little look at the Everton News of the Week. Catch you in a bit. News! Slow week for news again this week. Um, these games come uh, thick and fast tend to mean that most of the build-up, most of the rumour mill going round tends to be uh, game-related. So one of those uh, bits of news coming out is uh, the man who made his debut, or the lad, or the boy, would you call him? Uh, Ty Browning has come, in, uh, come out and said that he's looking to play more, and he's made up that he you know, he got to, got his chance in that game. And he did us proud, didn't he? he you know, that really was one of the bright points out of that game. Um, not so good news. Uh, Kevin Morales could be out for eight weeks. I mean, the, the, the scan that the, the initial scan that he had didn't really show that much. So I think he's having another scan tomorrow, possibly. Uh, so eight weeks. So it could could be more. And you know, I I think he's been probably our star player. You know, him and Naismith so far this season. Uh, so it's just a real shame. Come at a really bad time for Kev. Uh, so fingers crossed on that one. Um, one of those bits of speculation that isn't game related or two of them actually Chelsea have been linked with Ross Barkley uh, and they are said to be lining up a move to try and beat Man City to the punch uh, with 50 million being quoted um, uh, you know it could be one of those just slow slow days in the media so they come up with these things uh, Chelsea have also been linked with Seamus Coleman who has been linked with Man U as well in in a swap deal with Fellaini coming back. Uh, can never see that happening, to be honest. There, Coleman going there, Fellaini coming the other way. Fellaini might end up back at Everton at some point. I don't know, but I can't see it being involved in that deal. Um, no, I'd, again, could just be news talk. I'm, I'm hoping it is. I mean, if Coleman went to Chelsea... You know, they, they've got Ivanovic there. They're going to play Ivanovic centre-back and play, you know, last year's best right-back there or they're going to put him there on the bench and have Ivanovic in as well. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a tricky one. Um, one player we've been linked with uh, is Fabian Delph. Delph, even. Uh, we are apparently set to do battle with Arsenal. Uh, I think Delph is out of contract at the end of this season. He's obviously impressed this season and last season enough to get an England call-up. But, um, as I say uh, a, few, uh, a few times, you know, I'm still waiting for my England call-up. So it, it seems to be that easy to get into the squad these days. Um, Nathan, no, sorry, Nathaniel. Mark told me off for calling him Nathan this week. Uh, Nathaniel Klein called up and John Joe Shelby called up this week as well. So, uh, yeah, decent players. You know, what happened to the England players of old, though? It's uh, just tough times for the, for the, for the, for the national squad. Um, to be honest, 
that's all I've got for news this week. I mean, there's probably a, a number of rumours uh, going around. There was a few little Twitter bits and bobs like uh, Delafeu when Jags goal went in. Uh, tweeted out a uh, congratulations saying uh, Derby uh, captain fantastic or something like that so that was a nice little touch from Jerry um, there was also uh, a little bit of sad news for the Everton ladies who have been relegated uh, I, I thought they had a decent side and you know and they seem to be doing okay and then they seem to not be doing okay <laughs> like pretty soon after and now unfortunately relegated so hopefully they can bounce back pretty quick uh, they play just around the corner from me so um, just hoping they can uh, turn things around and it's not a sign of things to come for us <laughs> yeah, definitely hope hope that's not the case um, so that's all I've got for news at the moment so I will be back in a little bit with a little look at the uh, the upcoming game against Man United This is the Not Bitter, Just Better Everton podcast. If you haven't already, go and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash EFC, Not Bitter, Just Better. Or you can find us on Twitter at Just Better EFC. Okay, Blues, there you have our links. So feel free to get in touch with us. We also have a website, which is still in its infancy, www.notbitterjustbetter.co.uk. Uh, there are a few things I want to add. Uh, well, it's just getting the time to do at the moment, but it looks nice, so go and have a look. Um, as I said, feel free to get in touch with us on the social media. We do normally have a social media section where we'll answer your questions, um, but it's just with me and Mark working different shifts at the moment, it's diffi- difficult enough to um, get the time to do this at the moment so we're finding it difficult to manage the social media question side of things so we'll be back with that pretty soon I'd imagine um, looking ahead we have a trip to Manchester United at the weekend so the early kickoff on Sunday which we've been stitched up again because obviously we have this really quick turnaround we won't get back from Russia until two o'clock in the morning and then you know players will have to just get really used to it again really quick so you know I don't know why we we, we couldn't have put us at the four o'clock kickoff Uh, but obviously it's a TV thing uh, so there you go Man U who we took six points from last season uh, won last week uh, 3-1 3-1 victors. Uh, obviously, Wayne Rooney scoring before being sent off. Uh, <laughs> what was a bit of a cynical... Sorry, 2-1 winners they were. A uh, bit of a cynical hack on uh, Stuart Downing, who was breaking away. And it looked like he was trying to take one for the team, where you know you have, we see it from Everton players every now and again. They take one for the team, take a book in, uh, but I think he, he got overexcited and just actually webbed Stuart Downing rather than um, just like a professional foul, uh, what players normally do, uh, and has since been crucified by the press for it. And I think it was just he just mistimed it. I think. 
<laughs> but it does mean that he sits out this game because he, he, he serves a three-match ban, so I'm sure he'll be disappointed about that. They only have uh, Van Persie, Falcao, Di Maria, Mata, and possibly even Flaney to come in, if need be. So um, nothing to worry about there. <laughs> they did, of course, before this game, they did have that um, stunning 5-3 loss to uh, Leicester. Uh, the week before last, and you know we were watching that game, and what a, what an amazing turnaround that was, and it looked like they were just going to completely uh, steamroll Leicester, and then you know the bottom fell out a little bit. So I I was thinking they'd really turn the corner as we get to be in that game, as, as I'm sure many uh, Blues and non-Blues did. Um, but as I say, the bottom fell out five three. They managed to get a, a win last week despite uh, Kevin Nolan's, uh, you know, efforts at the end. We really should have had a goal stand where, um, and it was disallowed for offside when, I don't know, I mean, this new rule with any part of your body that you can score with being, uh, you know, in front, then it gets called offside. Oh, I don't know, it's a really tricky one. His head was in front but his legs were level or behind, and so it's just, and he scored with his feet. So, no tricky one that. So that could have that could have been a two-all draw. So, you know, they still, they still got a, you know, a lot of, you know, we can still go there and attack and get something from this. They have showed up the defence a little bit. Um, you know, it's something I criticise them a lot for spending sixty million on Di Maria when the defence just looks shocking. So they brought Rojo in and Danny Daily Blind, uh, who I thought was called Davy all the World Cup. So Daily Blind comes in as well uh, to shore up the defensive side of things. And uh, I think in place. It, Defence and midfield, so uh, Herrera will be a miss this weekend. Um, I think he's got a cracked rib, I believe. I might be wrong on that one. As for the Blues, uh, I still, I'm hoping Coleman will be back in. I'm hoping McCarthy just needed this one game rest and he can come back in because he can really boss this game. Uh, obviously, Morales will sit it out. Naismith, I can see coming back in. Um, Lukaku will probably play out wide again but I don't think we have that same kind of balance so I'm, I'm hoping he doesn't I'm hoping he plays up top uh, will, will we see a 4-4-2 for once? I don't know it's a tricky one isn't it? Um, Pienaar looks like he could possibly be back for this game but we said that last week as well so we don't know really um, it looks like it's going to be Jags and Stones again Baines of course Bar, uh, Barry will play. If McCarthy doesn't make it, probably Gibson going back to his old team. Uh, so I'm sure Gibbo will do, do a decent job there. Uh, but I mean, it's it's one of those. We, we again, another draw wouldn't be the worst result. You know, it wouldn't make our run of form that great. But any time you go to Old Trafford, no matter what form they're in, it's Old Trafford. It's Man U. And we need to pick up uh, some points and not lose games at the moment. So I think a draw we'd be happy with. Obviously, if we had another Oviedo winner late on, 
we'd definitely, definitely bite people's hands off for that. Uh, Oviedo might make an appearance, so that would that'd be nice to see him uh, go back there to the scene of uh, where it all started. Well, you know, he had the goal the week before as well, but to see, you know, what made him an Everton hero, wasn't it? Um, that goal. So it'd be nice to see him go back there. Uh, I just, I just hope we can just go and shore up our defence again, and not, you know, that goal we can see that tonight was just a really, really poor one. And uh, you know, the likes of Di Maria, if 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 Mata plays, plays or Van Persie or Falco, they can all carve open the defence, and they can all run through through the defence. So I just hope we can stay strong. And uh, Stones and Jags can sort that aspect of the partnership out, and you know the fullbacks can come in and cover and do their bit as well. When a when a player is dragged across, they can come across as well. I hope we can do that. So, um, as as you know, I don't do predictions because I'm too superstitious. Not that it really matters at the moment because we're not playing the best anyway. But I'm not going to do one. Man to watch. Obviously, Van Persie is a you know a big threat. Falcao coming in, uh, he hasn't got off the mark yet. I don't want to jinx us, uh, but you know th- there's two there. You know you could name four or five. You know Di Maria come in, made a great impression straight away. So there's a couple of men to watch for you there. I'm sure you all are very much aware of them anyway. Anyway, another short show for us this week. We are. Trying to streamline the show so that we can record it uh, in a more efficient manner uh, with our shifts being a little bit funny. So that's something that's in the works at the moment. So bear with us. Try to just do this show tonight. So uh, we, we don't want to. It's not. We don't want to just miss weeks out. We want to keep bringing you uh, podcasts every week. We do get messages asking uh, when it's up. Uh, so I do want to keep bringing it, bringing you our views, uh, and we'll, you know, just keep doing our best. I think you just might have heard a sneeze. Then, if you didn't, I apologise. If you did, I also apologise. Uh, <laughs> live radio, folks. Kinda. Anyway. Uh, thanks for bearing with us thanks for all your feedback uh, and just keep listening to us Blues listen to us on SoundCloud if, if, you, if you are listening on SoundCloud and have an Apple device go and subscribe to us on iTunes uh, just keep getting in touch on Facebook uh, we'll try and get the YouTube stuff back up and running um, and once again thanks again for listening and let's hope next week we are talking about an Everton victory against Man U uh, that would really uh, turn our season uh, around. Maybe that Jags goal at the weekend turned our season around. Maybe that's what we uh, that's what we needed—a bit of a kick up the bump. Um, so fingers crossed. Come on, you blue boys.